What's up, Ronnie Jr., along with Kelly Oliski? How are you, Kelly? I'm great. How are you? Ooh, okay, so Difficult Podcasters is the name of the show, and this is a, a like a delightfully brazen recap of Hulu's Difficult People. Uh, it debuted in 2015. Kelly, you know I love this show. I've been friends with you forever. We both love this show. Um, Difficult People, I want to talk a bit about how we uh, know each other as well, and we've been friends for Damn, since like 2003, but we'll get to that in a moment. Kelly, first thing, uh, how are you? And, and what brought you to the show originally in 2015, August 2015, when the show started? Uh, what made you like, you know, take to it? Honestly, I think it was you. Because <laughs> right when this show was promoing, I remember it was before anybody really was all about Hulu, because Hulu was pretty new. Yeah. And because I think it was like one of their first original shows even but, if they had other shows they didn't have the success of like handmaid's no, tale like hulu it, was still newish they're, it was they're still very it was still fairly new and i remember you know it was is you know we were watching all these great shows and this was one that you had pointed out to me and was just very much like check out the promos you got to see this and as soon as i saw like the first teaser i was like absolutely this yeah. is totally you know thing because when you know i was living in la at the time and you know, work is hard life is hard and it's exactly yeah. <laughs> what these characters are going through and it's you know it's walking and talking and living through a lot of these you know similar situations and how you just feel like the world is against you and it's everybody else's fault and yeah, yeah. you know it's just yes. kind of that that struggle when you're you know exactly where you want to be and it was very very relatable and very very funny it feels like shows are in the middle, uh, not in the middle, rather. They are either one side or the other. It's like the most delightfully kind-hearted show, which is nice. I love that, too. Or just like mm -hmm. drama, 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 drama. There's never like a sweat the small shit type of shows. And that's exactly right. what Difficult People was. <laughs> um, obviously, Difficult People, I, I don't know when I got um, like uh, where I learned of it. It might have just been searching on Hulu or whatever. I knew there was a little bit of buzz because it was Billy from the Streets transitioning into this new series. Right. Um, along with Julie Klausner. Julie Klausner also worked on uh, Billy on the Streets as well. So they already mm -hmm. had a synergy going into this. Amy Poehler is the executive producer. So I don't know. I just like wanted to give it a shot. And I got to tell you, this is no diss, but I wasn't necessarily the fan base for Billy on the Streets. Like that show is a... It's kind of like, you know, the type of segments they do for um, uh, Jimmy Fallon, you know, very oh, like yeah. packaged. Oh, yeah. Like with Kimmel and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Billy is insanely talented, but I didn't. That's not what brought me to the show. I agree with you. It was the trailer. Like the trailer was like, oh, <laughs> so basically you could be aspiring for whatever you're aspiring for. And the world will tell you, like, don't don't have an opinion or don't complain about it. Like, just like enjoy the ride, the journey. Kumbaya. I love all that. I do. But like, sometimes you just want to be like, shit, 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 shit. And the line that gets me all the time is how they were talking about like, oh, all of our comedy friends either gave up, moved to the suburbs and started a family or they're highly successful. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, relatable a little bit. You know, it's just like one of those things. Um, so this show um, I enjoyed. I will tell you that I've watched it about three times already. I've watched the whole series. It's just like a, a, a good rewatch. One day, Kelly comes to visit me um, in New York. We originally met in L.A. in 2003 in radio. Flashing <laughs> yeah. forward, we'll, we'll get to our origin story, but I'm going to tell you this, in my opinion, Kelly, is how this show began. Difficult podcasters, recapping difficult people. Because one day, Kelly comes over. She's doing a work trip um, in New York. And so she comes to my apartment uh, up on 145th. And we are going to go to a Halloween party, I think. Like, you had, you knew somebody 
who like you wanted to go meet with, uh, you know, uh, as you're in town, you want to try to meet with all your people. And so right. we're going to go to Halloween party. You get in kind of late. We, we, like I said, we dropped the stuff, the stuff off at my apartment. And then we decide to go and have um, like a bite to eat at, at Harlem Shake, actually. Uh, oh, right. On, yeah, on 125th. It was, rainy. was this when it was raining? Rainy, but it was Halloween, right? And mind you, I know if you're watching this or listening to this, you're like, let's get on with it with difficult people. But I'm going to tell you why this connects. So Kelly comes over. We go to eat at Harlem Shake. We still don't know the plan because Kelly wants to meet up with some friends on Halloween. Um, and it's rainy, but we want to get a little bite to eat at Harlem Shake. I don't think we ended up meeting anyone after a while. I think like it was just like a cranky day uh, for me. Uh, you might have been delightful, but I was always grumpy. I'm always grumpy. And so we're sitting- photos from that night. So oh, yeah. in, in the promo, <laughs> on social media, follow us. I will have all the things for you and I'll share some images from that night. We have a lot of photos of us smiling, being grumpy and drunk. So take, take your pick. So we're sitting there and it's Halloween and everyone's dressed up at the Harlem Shake right there. And um, all of a sudden, I'm just like, Oh, what a stupid costume. And I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you were also, you know, our banter, Ronnie and Kelly banter is just classic as it's going to get. And so we're like, what? A, oh my God, how dumb. Or or maybe even like where we were going to go after that, you know, like making our nightly plans. Oh, that's so stupid. Like, that's just how I felt, right? You know, happy to see my friend Kelly, but like, man, it's so stupid. And then all of a sudden I look up and I get this light bulb. I go, Kelly, do you realize what we are dressed as for Halloween? Because we weren't dressed as anything. But we were talking that 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 dialogue of like, man, what a dumb, dumb costume, dumb outfit. The, the the person at the counter like asked us some delightful question. I was like, oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we were definitely the difficult people. Yeah. So I look up, I said, we are difficult people. I'm like, we are literally not dressed as a costume, but we literally are. Kelly, Billy of difficult people. And it made us laugh. And from that point on, I was always like, oh, I want to do something with this. And all these years later, uh, here we are. And this is why we're doing the show. Okay, <laughs> difficult people. Kelly, take it away. This is Library Water. This premiered August 2015. Um, as I said, I wasn't really into Billy on the streets, but I was excited to see what was going to happen here. Great vehicle for Billy to become the star that he has been. And we know he is huge. Um, Absolutely. But what did let's let's get started with this episode one. How did you feel about it? And let's let's get underway. I think it was like the perfect pilot episode for this series. It it definitely introduces you to who these people are. You know, the show opens, they're both running down the streets in New York. And and it's one of those things like if you are in a big touristy city, if you live in one, you know that anytime you're in a hurry anywhere, somebody's gotta stop and ask you for directions. Where's this? Where's that? Do you know where this is? And you know, being the difficult people that they are they're like oh it's enough get away from me and then they meet up at the theater to see Annie and you just like you get the both sides of them coming in and then you know they get to the theater and they're only happy when they're talking to each other the rest of the world sucks <laughs> yes, and that's, yes. that's my favorite thing about it and I love when they get in the theater and they look at the program and they're like oh it's not even the real Annie it's an understudy like what the hell and they're talking smack back and forth to each other and lo and behold who is sitting in front of them, but two beautifully bright-eyed little children. Yeah, we don't, and, and children, you know, they could annoy us at times, you know. <laughs> Who wants to talk shit right behind a bunch of kids? But this is my favorite thing. Have you ever been out in a place where you're kind of in a similar situation and the parents kind of give you those looks and mm -hmm. like, you know, you got to watch how you are. I mean, I have a niece who I love to death and, you know, my kids in my family I love, but I'm not a huge fan of 
children. <laughs> per yeah. se. Much, like, much like Denise, who we're going to meet later in this episode. That's the not, thing. Not, you know, it's not, not, not a huge fan, but. Well, the thing is like, kids are so great and, and you know, such a life-changing experience. You know, I don't have any children, but, but it's like, the assumption, I think, is what it is. Like, uh, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but there's this really great uh, uh, talking point that Julie mentions, like, oh, you mean the neighbor that thinks because I like kids, I like, I'm sorry, because I like dogs, I like kids. Like, it's this <laughs> assumption that, like, just because you think they're cute and just because you think you want to talk about them, I don't necessarily want to talk about it, but I don't have kids. I want to move on with my life. You know, it is what it is. Right. Um, but I thought what was interesting about that is, yeah, we just got so much in the first, like, four to five minutes of like these characters, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and again, you know, I'm watching with this eye of, oh, Billy of the Streets wasn't really like my kind of show, but then instantly I'm like, now this is good. This is good banter <laughs> between the two. It was right in alignment of like where I was at maybe in like my aspiring radio career. And I was doing a little bit of tele television production at the moment as well. And it just really made me feel connected and relatable. And that's all you really want in television is being relatable. Real quick as a note, uh, I, I said we were going to mention and, and I skipped over. So Kelly and I met in radio in 2003. So literally a long ass time from that. We've seen Kelly in PR. Uh, we've seen me in radio and television production and little little things here and there. So it just made sense that this show would connect to people like us because Kelly, you weren't ever working like a desk job, no disc to a desk job. You were working PR, you know, for some of the big, yeah. I mean, you could speak to that where you were working. And so it makes sense, like this dialogue of like this industry being fun and you can't live without it and you want to pursue it yet. Oh, it's just lots to complain about as well. Um, that's oh, what absolutely. I got. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, because, you know, when you're trying to bring yourself up in a because I grew up in Texas, I'm actually back in Texas now, but when I lived in LA for 17 years and, you know, by myself at a really young age and it's you have to hustle everything you do mm. you got to figure out how you can be better how you can make money and it's it's kind of one of those things that drives that city and and in new york it's very similar and that's what we see with these guys is they have their day jobs and whatever they do to pay the bills but they aspire to be much more and it's all the trials and tribulations that come with that and especially when you have a really bad attitude about it because mm. you're just kind of over it i mean they're in their 30s at this point so yeah, yeah. You know, there comes a point and, you know, in I went through some similar things too. It's like, you get to a certain age and it's like, well, when is this shit yes. going to be where I want it to be? Not that, you know, you're not, you're necessarily unsuccessful, but it's like in your mind, like where, when's my success going to happen? And this is what we're seeing here. Well, not and, even, you know, they have their ideas too, to make more money. And not even in your mind, in your like, I need to be able to have like healthcare, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like totally. I, it's actually yeah. less, it's funny when I talk to people about things like the word successful will always come up, like aspiring mm -hmm. to be successful. And like, sometimes people are like, well, you know, success doesn't create happiness. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about like successful. Like, I don't want to be like Joe Rogan of podcasting for one. I just never do. But secondly, uh, it's more like, you know, when you are aspiring for this, 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 this career, there's so many sacrifices. And what those sacrifices mean, you're not always uh, standing on two feet. So oftentimes we're told just to shut up and go on. And like Julie, uh, Julie Kessler and Billy Eichner, uh, they didn't shut up. They sweat the small shit. And I just, it tickled me pink. I really liked it. Um, and uh, it, it matched to a lot of what Kelly and I went through. Again, 2003, we meet in radio at Clear Channel Los Angeles. I'm from Los Angeles. Um, and then it moved to New York as well. Um, and then Kelly from uh, Austin, but lived in LA for 17 years. So we've seen so much of this stuff. 
in um, our own lives. So when they put it on the screen, it made sense. And I want to make one mention before we move on, Kelly. Um, it's funny because I remember when I was about 19, I was just like an extra, you know, background talent. And I remember going on set once, I think it was a Fox show. And, you know, background talent, you ain't, you ain't nothing, but still, you know, gotta go do <laughs> yeah. it. Right. I'm from California. So I live, I lived more in the suburbs, but at the same time I would go out and do background work at around 19 or 20. I think I was, I remember being on set one day and there was this guy who he looked young. He looked like he could have been 23, but he was like 36 or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you definitely got to play your age <laughs> when you're trying to be on camera. And so this guy in our little group or whatever, he goes, I'm the face of failure. And then my punk ass at that young age, I'm like, well, let's say his name was John. I don't know what the guy's name was. John, John, no, come on, John. You could aspire and get your dreams. John, John, you could do whatever you want. And the only reason I think about that is because I think of John often, Kelly. I do think of him <laughs> because all these years later, when I became the old, you know, grumpy ass, like I'd be in lo locations and situations where I would like roll my eyes and I'd be in environments. Let's say I worked at uh, Complex Media for a little while. We did a show for Fuse TV. Um, and Complex was nothing but 22-year-olds with good sneakers. You know, it was all about the cool sneakers. And they were like bright-eyed and bushy tail. And I was like, yeah, your dreams ain't going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, so right. it's, it made me laugh that, you know, I had the nerve and the audacity at, at, at a very young age to be like, oh, no, uh, John, 36-year-old John. But I'm special. I'm going to make it. And so when John told right. me. No, 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 no. I'm the face of failure. And by the way, lots of faces of failure. And I'm like, no, anyone could make their dreams happen. Eh. Oh, and so it just reminds me right now of in that when um they are in the theater to watch Annie and they're talking about the understudy and <laughs> the mother's mad because they're cussing and asking them to, you know, keep their, watch their language, keep their voice down. And they're like, Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, but no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, and they're we, having that little back and forth. And then she goes to the kids understudy is another word for disappointment. <laughs> it's like, so no, <laughs> you, you are the face of failure. You understudy. I love it. Yeah. And we have to call it out in the pursuit of this career you just gotta call it out i just also in particular because i rewatched the show right before not that i haven't seen the series three times four times um when yeah. i rewatched it yesterday i was i just like the little things the quirky things um when the mother mm -hmm. in front of them who's complaining goes now now shh, or something and yeah. and uh, all of a sudden julie goes now now <laughs> like it's just it's just it's just they, these two it's haunting they are ornery you remember the word ornery no one really uses that word anymore maybe that's old school now ornery they are some ornery bratty personalities we are just showing our age like back and forth with all these oh things. i don't give two fucks i'm gonna tell everyone how old i am and how sexy i am and that's just what it's gonna be kelly get into it <laughs> throw some I money in my venmo it. while we're at it <laughs> Okay, let's talk about these brilliant ideas that they come up with to kind of elevate themselves, right? So they are reminiscing about going to the library and drinking out of this one water fountain. Yes. And they're like, oh my God, brilliant. What if we bottle this library friggin' tap water? Yes, yes. <laughs> so it takes you back to the memories of being in the library or how were they trying to pitch it? But what's so funny is, is that they're like dead serious. 
Well, and that speaks on two things. It speaks on like when you were in the pursuit of trying to make it, quote unquote, like all the ideas that are going to come through, how unplanned and prepared they actually are. But then mm-hmm. also like it was such a great look back at their lives. Like I love the way Julie's like, well, yeah, no, I was always an indoors gal. Like it's just like right within in, and this is what a good TV series and the writing, of course, will be. It's like right. so quickly we learn we're like, oh, we know who Julie is. We know Julie wasn't the cool kid. We know Julie, you know, she she gets off on things that are, you know, just, uh, you know, a different type of lifestyle, you know. So think of the the winner, you know, at PE, she's not mm-hmm. the winner. Yeah. Uh, with that becomes a, a swift sense of humor. And that's that's really what I like about mm-hmm. it. Um, well, and yeah. I love that it's it's an idea that she that she mentions. And, you know, Billy's like, well, you know, I met this guy that, you know, does this water and he puts it in a carton and is describing <laughs> an actual other real water company. Mm-hmm. And so they think it's a great idea to go pitch this guy about their water idea while crapping all over his water idea. Right, <laughs> put it in a bottle. Um, okay, what I loved about that part of it when they meet, I guess essentially we'll call him Memphis, Memphis and Maverick's dad. Dad. Uh, <laughs> You said Marblo. Come again. Say what now? Um, They meet with this guy who I guess Billy met at like a UCB show or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like they're not friends. It's just an acquaintance, but they're going to pitch something. But of course, the pitch is not put together. The pitch is just an idea off theory, you know, because remember when you drank library water, it was the greatest thing ever. So like, you know, you guys do water, you know, water, like put it in a bottle, sir. We don't do (laughs) bottles. We do cartons, but wouldn't it taste milky? And the fact (laughs) that Julie punk ass Julie, which I love Julie Kessler in this series, She's just like, no, no, but I think that it would taste like milk. And he's like, no, like Julie, it's like no. Not recycled milk cartons. But she, are you sure? <laughs> She's gonna go into she his space. Like picks up the box and is like, what is this? And like <laughs> She's gonna go into his space and tell him how to do his job, A, and then yes. B, not necessarily um speak to like what it is that she's offering. What's funny about that is like there was this thing that had happened on the pilot episode and other episodes too, where uh, even when Julie was talking to her mother, Marilyn, who I love, oh, Marilyn Kessler is just the greatest character. Um, Marilyn had made a mention of like, oh, what about um, women in comedy? It's And then later on, uh, not later on, but in the same vein, you have the guy saying, oh, so you guys are in comedy. So do you like Daniel Tosh? What made me laugh about that is like, <laughs> I, it's like when somebody comes at you trying to connect and God bless them, you know, God bless them. But then they come at you with the dumbest of dumb ideas, you know, like even for me, like I've done radio since 2003 and sure I'm in the podcast space now, but earlier on when I definitely didn't want to get in this, this the swill of it all. Ugh. But <laughs> I remember a lot of people kind of like coming to me that were trying to be supportive, but they say these things like, well, Ronnie, have you ever thought of podcasting? It's like... <laughs> It's not that I didn't think about it. It's that I'm highly decorated at other, uh, you know, uh, radio and television. It just, it's, it made me laugh because it was like, oh, these guys are in comedy. So clearly they would like Daniel Tosh. Uh, clearly oh, like, oh, uh, Marilyn with her advice. She's always giving advice. Marilyn like, oh, well, Julie, I don't know if you know, you've been failing for many years. It's like, she didn't say that, but she said that. <laughs> I don't, Julie, I don't know if you know, but you've been failing for many years, but it turns out it's a great time for women in comedy. And Julie, right now, Julie's like, Oh, well, thanks for telling me like, like now, now it's going to work. Thanks for like stopping into my life for a moment. I don't know if I was just grumpy, but when those 
similar bits of conversation happened, I could not get enough of it because God bless the support. God bless the family members, you know, that you have. But like when they come at you with these things, like, oh, with the stereotypical things, right? Yeah. Or like, Thanks I mean, for that help. For my family, I could never, nobody ever understood what it is that I did for a living. All they <laughs> thought I did was go to parties. Like no, <laughs> yeah. no one in my family thought things I ever had a real job. <laughs> like yeah. they didn't understand like the difficult, the, the actual job behind the, the way that it looks. And, and I've been, I've been think to, I go to parties all the time. I'm doing my job right. Yeah. And <laughs> right? I, right. Yes. And I, but I've been to those parties with in LA with <laughs> Kelly and like, you know, it's, it's, it's done where she don't have a minute to, to take a beat. Like you just constantly moving things along, pushing the product, et cetera, et cetera. And all, all the right. bells and whistles that go along with it. But yeah, the, the, it's nice because all these people are trying to do is be supportive of, of your dream, Absolutely. you know, but totally. like just the disconnect. Like, so when you talk to a fellow person who's doing what you're doing, you get it. But the other people yeah. coming in like, well, what about Daniel Tosh? That's why I like that Julie says, oh, so you must like Julie. Uh, I'm sorry. You must like uh, Chelsea Handler. Oh, she's so funny. She's just saying what I'm thinking. <laughs> it just felt so good to see that. Um, and they just like went on and on with it, which was hilarious. And then asked him his children's names three or four times and then just got up and left. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was it Memphis and Maverick Marlboro? <laughs> why would you name your why would you name your kids that? Like it's Memphis like and Maverick. These ideas that they didn't say nothing, but you know what they were thinking, which I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> but I also another great pairing, I think, in this show is um Julie with her husband, with Arthur. Oh like it's so opposites attract, and I love mm. it so much because he doesn't complain like he just he gets it she's eccentric she's you know she's quirky she's ridiculously outspoken and he's such a soft-mannered person and it works for them because he's just like do your that's just who you are and I love you and you know maybe today you can tone it down just a little bit for right now is kind yeah. of the way he, he kind of handles her because that's how he handles her and I just I just love their relationship he was glorious in his wasp glory like it was just <laughs> yes. he's so fantastic I love the way he does the little nicknames for her and I love the way she like it's like she has a, she's a silent but deadly uh you know with her words like her words cut mm -hmm. deep she says like the rudest of things to him like oh wow pbs talking about things that are uninteresting <laughs> okay arthur go on and then she'll like take his food you know alluding to a couple episodes later or whatever when she takes the cake you know she oh, just yeah. is so selfish i had watched this series so many times and then one time when i watched with my mother she uh was like oh my god julie like how how could you stand this woman because <laughs> like, julie is the most <laughs> selfish thing but she doesn't feel yeah. selfish it's weird like, I don't feel like she's mean to Arthur, uh, but she she's just selfish. She's, she's just she's very selfish because even when he's asking her to go with him to this work event, she reluctantly goes, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's a thing. She didn't want to go, but she did. But then she invites Billy to someone else's house for Arthur's work thing and then is doing, you know, being her being herself with no censorship which no one should right mm. be who you are he knows better if he doesn't like it don't invite her kind of a, mm, a deal yeah, i get yeah. it mm. but but that's the thing it's it's she's so selfish in a way that she she doesn't think about how maybe let's make this night a little bit for him and i'll you know 
I'll, I'll be conscious of that, that we're at his work thing, doing something for him. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll tone things down a little. Nah, <laughs> we don't get that. And yet we still almost are left to wonder why he's so into her still. And I think that's why those nicknames really work for me because you're yeah. just like, you, you're, it's like, yeah. Like, I think you mentioned it a second ago. It's like he, he tolerated her and he still, I, I love the nickname noodles or, or, you know, just all of the, you know, <laughs> cupcake, or I'm not sure what the nicknames were, but it, it, it really worked. And uh, I love to see them develop as well. I love the episode yeah. when she, she meets the other gals uh in, in far off new jersey <laughs> and she's like oh I, I what are the what do they say i gotta take care of my man like it, it's it's nice that she's selfish because that's the show but then that one episode you see like a little bit of a difference which is really cool but arthur uh is such a great character and um it it, it couldn't have made julie better with you know like that's what we needed we needed the yin to the yang right there oh totally and i think that's what just what kind of works because you know, you see her on the street with her friend. And then when she goes home, she has her two basset hounds, you know, that she loves. There's painting of them on the wall. Those are her kids. And, you know, her, her home life is, is very much a lot more relaxed and comfortable than we see her being when she's not at home. Mm, yes, yes. So yes. it's kind of like, you see the two sides of what her life could potentially be. Yeah. I love it. And I, I like, I like that. And also on the same token, then you see Billy's relationship with his coworkers at the restaurant. You know, <laughs> I like it. And I like, as it goes forward, because we get some new cast members, season two and three as well. Um, mm -hmm. I can't get enough of Derek, Derek, is it Derek, Derek Baskins and Gabrielle Sidibe? I cannot get yes. enough of them. Um, it's just like one of those shows. I mean, everyone says this on every show. I couldn't imagine anyone else in this role, but I truly could not right. imagine anyone else in this role. <laughs> and even Cola Scola as Matthew, um, it's also I brilliant. <laughs> I took a big takeaway. Like, I like that they played a little bit of the yin to the yang to where they're like, Billy, Billy um, Epstein is a gay guy, but doesn't necessarily enjoy other gay guys. And it was just like funny, like it's a funny push and pull. He clearly doesn't hate he's not self-loathing or anything like that, No. but it just, for me, that felt very relatable. Cause you know, there are moments where you, when you come out, you're just kind of like, well, what's what da, 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 da. And then you see a Matthew who like, is just unapologetically Matthew, but he ain't really there to hurt nobody, but you're still like, Oh God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just shut up Matthew? You know, stuff like that. Um, I, I, so but I, his insults are hilarious. Matthews like or, or Matthews. Billy's. Matthew oh. that he throws at Billy like it's just funny because it's those in your face oh guess what I just saw Josh walking down the street holding hands with another man and looking so yes. happy yes Josh was the was who Billy was with at the moment and they had broken up and I mm -hmm. you know what's so funny because it's as you mentioned that uh Kelly uh I feel that the way Matthew uh makes fun of Billy is very much like, remember I told you that story about, you know, being an extra background, background. Right. And I, uh, I see that 36 year old and he's like, I'm the face of failure. <laughs> I feel like Matthew's entire conversation to Billy in episode one, at least was like, but no, Billy, you're the face of failure. So just shut up. <laughs> like that to me is really, I never put like words to it, but that's exactly what Matthew mm -hmm. gives. Um, and I also Absolutely. like, I also like Matthew with Denise, you know, d we spoke, Denise does not like kids or she can't have kids because I hate their them. mother son shoot their mother son <laughs> photo shoot they were shopping for, which was like the best thing ever. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and she didn't, she didn't have a kid. So I told diva, let's go get some clothes or whatever it was. Yeah. Cola Scola. I love when you like know of the person, know of the actor uh, mm-hmm. or actress. And then like from watching three seasons of a show and then you consistently follow them on Instagram and you delightfully love them even more. Cola Scola really gives me that, um, you know, his impersonations are hysterical. And this really good one on YouTube. It was the orange juice lady. Um, it was, it was this like delightfully perfect mother that he was playing. And it was just talking about why I give my kids orange juice. And then it went to this dark tangent and then it came, (laughs) and then it came back to this really warm, like, you know, commercial, like that's why you drink your OJ is really (laughs) funny. Dynamically strong. Like when they come in from the shopping trip and are excited about the shopping and then, you know, Billy is in his little grumpy mood. He's like, oh, you're sad because all you can shop for is Metamucil tablets. (laughs) Like whatever he tells you, you know, so it cuts at just the right amount of time because he's, he's, you know, essentially raining on their little parade. So he's kind of like, oh yeah, well, you know, suck it because you're depressed. Don't rain on our shit. We're having fun, you know? Not to jump ahead, but obviously, like I said, I've watched the series so many times, but I love the coming out episode where he says, uh, oh, is it coming out day already? Has it been a year since I came out? And then they're all like, what, what, wait, you just came out? Yeah, it was about a year ago. And then he gives like this list of things he did. And then I told Trish this, this, and this, and I hopped on the bus and I came out to New York City where dreams are made of. It's like, what in the what is going on? But it was done so well. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it because as watching the show all the times that I've watched it before, but now us recapping it, uh, a delightfully brazen recap. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like it's really cool to know that so much of what um, happened with the character development was just like right in our face on the episode one, um, and it all matched oh, up absolutely. to what we're about to see. You know, so yeah, it was it was really great. And it also one thing that I really like about it is it comes full circle. So you get to see these people being you know pretty kind of like grumpy, mean, in your face people. And then, you know, we, you know, you go through the episode and they go through, you know, you see, we see them in a couple different scenarios, but then it all comes back because, you know, at the end of the day, what you give is what you're going to get back. Right. Mm, and that's kind yeah. of what, that's kind of what you get through the episode is, you know, if you're going to give a bunch of, you know, shitty attitude, well, you got to be careful because yes. that's, that's, that's probably what's going to come back and get you. I guess they and, would call that karma. And it, and yes. it happened in such a funny, funny way. but it was like very like you know karmic yeah yes 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 indeed i mean we we have we have the golden globes uh viewing party but it's you know not the golden globes viewing party that these two want to go to you know they want to go to something more interesting or tweet it live at the couch you know uh right or the oscars the oscars Oscars. yes 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 yes. Mm -hmm. uh and just this like fish out of water, but they're not fish out of water. They're only fish out of water because they don't like anyone else except for themselves is what. Except for each other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I like the way, <laughs> I like the way, even when Julie says some unmentionable comments or is just awkward because she's always awkward. Um, Arthur just does his due diligence to be like, um, Julie, let's, let's go over here. Let's uh, be nice to people that aren't each other. And, and let's, uh, you know. <laughs> let's pretend that never happened like he does so well but again you said it earlier it's like this is the woman that he loves um right but you know in that in that particular part of the episode you know we it plays on like the irony like you know you think you're going to connect with somebody because you got the same like telephone case but then in reality it's like oh no i 
Taylor Swift, I because hate the girl. Of course, she has the same telephone case as the mother with the two kids at the theater, right? Because of course that would happen. Yeah. And it's such a small world because I know I was in situations like that, you know, especially, you know, in LA, you think, you know, it's Los Angeles is such a huge city, but it's really kind of not. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's a small world and it's that, you know, you can see someone somewhere and then, you know, things like that will happen. And in this particular case, that not so nice run in, you know, she runs into the mom that, you know, the, the parents of the kids from from the from the oh, play. Yeah. And then yeah. we find out that her husband is the water guy, the box water guy. It's which like is a, even better. A small world, but not the small world we want to be in. And it, <laughs> no, and, it's and, like the smallest world you don't want to be in. And it's all buttoned up with, you know, Billy finally seeing Josh, who he's the whole episode he's been sort of telling us that he's like trying to get over Josh. And in one right. quick swoop, you know, time moves on mm-hmm. and Josh ain't the same Josh that he knew. And he's like, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely good on this and moving on. Uh, <laughs> but doesn't but- that happen sometimes? Like you are, you know, you can be in a relationship and you mm. think that you're so in love with someone and, you know, you break up for whatever reason. And, you know, when, you know, when you're in the midst of a breakup, all you remember is all the things that you can't live without and all the things that you're so in love with. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, more times than not, something will happen and you run into this person and you're like, what the, (laughs) like, what was I so, you know, kind of like wrapped up in that this was like the end of life for me. Like, what was it? The And he kind of, he had his moment. He was like, yeah, no, he did this one thing and I'm good. The the overthinking (laughs) will lead you to believe exactly how you just said. Right. It's kind of like, do you remember the episode of um, How I Met Your Mother? It was like uh, the glass shattered episode where like all of these little things that each of them did, they didn't notice. But once it was brought to the attention, you're like, oh yeah, Marshall does always eat like he's eating gravel. um, Robin always says the word literally, you know, stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. I think it's like one of those things where once you're removed from the situation, the glass mm-hmm. shatters and now you see like, oh, I didn't, I didn't need this guy, which was really great too, because it opened up Billy to like, oh, great. Let's see where Billy's going to go in his dating life, you know? And I, uh, you know, me personally, I will say, um, I loved the portrayal of the way they navigated, um, Billy's lifestyle in New York. Um, you know, being a gay man, but also like just the way he, the way it was done was really cool, you know, and it, but it made sense because you had a version of these polar opposites, you know, Matthew, Billy. So you got to walk it all, but like feel really right. uh, like, oh, like, let's, let's get into this. And everything felt normal. I'm saying like, it felt very normalized, yeah. which I, for me, I really value shit like that. Um, can I skip to a backtrack? to a scene that really was also the epitome of the show, even though I'm saying every scene is the epitome of the show. <laughs> Please. These two, she's, she's being the, the, the like a, a, the service person, helper <laughs> to Billy being sad. Um, and she's recapping, she's talking about if, if the Vanderpump characters were the Angels in America characters, <laughs> like no one would care, <laughs> uh, poor Sheena. <laughs> and so she's, we're getting a sense of Julie and her recapping and her, just why she takes herself not so seriously, but she's just always grumpy. But what I love is, as I alluded to earlier, the show's really about sweat the small stuff. So they're going right. on and on, on and on, on and on, on and on about all these problems. Oh, and I have this problem and I have this problem. I have this problem. And could it not be a better person for Rachel Dratch, who the character <laughs> was was headed to chemo and she gave you a little bit of that. Uh, I'm just wondering if I could get some attention because I got to go to chemo. 
And just for them to have that balloon pop for a moment, like, damn, we over here just like having the worst day ever. And then we're like being so, uh, we're ignoring this woman who's actually going through some something. And Rachel Dratch, of course, is hilarious. But it didn't pop long enough for her to actually get her salad to go, though. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is Julie we're talking about. Self-absorbed Julie, cupcake, noodles. <laughs> I mean, she took Billy to go walk around the block instead of packing up that salad. But, you know, that's neither here. It didn't make him stop and think about it for a minute and realize that their life isn't really that bad. But so fun. not long enough to actually give that poor woman her salad to go so, to chemo. <laughs> uh yeah self-involved and but even so i even like like when you're um maybe you and i do this too when you're down and out about something and you just want to like hit a topic that like just you you guys get so quickly like ying mm -hmm. to the yang like they're just like susan sarandon does she still talk to gina davis oh i think that they email like at least it's just that to me is like when i'm in a grumpy mood which i suppose happens often even though i'm a really nice human being uh <laughs> it's nice when i could just like like if i chat with you let's say kelly it's like, oh, we're just going to talk about something. It's going to be our healing process. That's what Absolutely. it is. Absolutely, yes. Did the two of them need healing? No. They needed to <laughs> attend to the, the Billy's the waiter. He needs to attend <laughs> yes. to the people in the restaurant. But they attended to themselves. And they did it which would satisfy themselves. And we ate it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Another favorite of mine with him, you know, kind of dealing with his relationship was going to get hypnotized. But oh, Marilyn, Marilyn, <laughs> but Marilyn he Kessler. wants to get hypnotized and stop eating pasta. But her, <laughs> her, her way of hypnotizing was amazing. Like, how did, how did it, it absolutely work? That's, that's the reason he got over Josh so quickly. How did be the hypnotizing? <laughs> I can't get enough of her. I just cannot. And I think everyone loves her. Um, and Marilyn, Marilyn, Marilyn always, uh, I, I suppose Marilyn was married, but in three seasons, we never saw Marilyn's husband. Like that was, she was essentially married, but she was, she was, she was everything, uh, Kelly. She was a busybody. Yes. She was a know-it-all, but she wasn't really mean, but boy, she was judgmental, but maybe rightfully so to Julie Kessler. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I love though, like in the, in the hypnotism session that, you know, I didn't realize that there would be so much back and forth talking when you got hypnotized, but <laughs> yeah. you know, as far as like talking about things that are not associated with you and what you need to, you know, what your ailments are to mm -hmm. warrant the hypnotism in the first place. But that's what was really funny is, you know, she counts backwards and is like, all right, now, Billy, you got to lay off the pasta and you don't <laughs> like Josh anymore. And then she gets on to you know, is Julie funny? Is she going to make it? Oh, I think yeah. she's funny, but my friends don't. Oh gosh. <laughs> and this well, is all during Billy's hypnotism session, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I feel like it's something like my mom would do. It, like, you know, is this really going to happen for her? Because, you know, I'm pushing for it, but I don't know. <laughs> that's the hardest part about it in real life too. Um, and I always give credit, even though we talked a little bit of mess a, a minute ago about how people around you who love and support you want to follow and care for your dreams you know they're asking you like kelly right. looks like you're just partying in la but you're not partying in la you're you're a, you're like literally a, a badass pr <laughs> chick and you're, you're doing everything and it's like they are really just well-intentioned um and with right. marilyn i think you get a little bit of be her being well-intentioned with why she wants to really see um if this is going to work for julie but also um what makes marilyn a great character is that she is also a bit insecure because her 
her friends and her right. fellow country, country club mothers, um, they might have more affluent daughters. So it's more of a Marilyn's social standing was always opulent, you know, she, oh, you know, she was, what, you know, she's always, you know, what is she, um, even under distress, she always maintains like Marilyn is Marilyn. <laughs> and I think we have a little bit of layers with like her caring for her daughter, but then also, um, being a bit embarrassed and trying to find a right. way for her daughter, which is cool. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a favorite character of mine. And what came first, the chicken or the egg was Julie a mess or was Marilyn just too in her business? Like what, what, they work well together though. Yeah. No, they absolutely do. And I think that's where Julie's need for that kind of like shock and awe kind of comes from with the type of jokes that she, you know, tells and, and the things that she might think are funny in the moment, just to kind of get those like knee jerk reactions and, and all of that to kind of elevate herself. And then once she realizes, oh, this one didn't hit, it's like, okay, never mind. Let's scratch that and start over. So I feel like she doesn't really have her voice just yet because yeah. she's not standing 100% behind what she's saying. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's still kind of like a trial and error for her. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're seeing progress. Like, you know, you kind of note that from this first episode to kind of see the way the rest of the season's going to go as far as her, her career path and how she feels about herself and her own voice, which mm. I find interesting. I love shows like this that have that fast humor. I know you and I, we both love the series. Um, oh my gosh. What was it? Chicago show. What was it? Uh, happy, happy endings. We love yes. that. We, we were early to the Shit's Creek party. Like it's just, Absolutely. you know, they're all different textures of humor, but they're all fast. They're all quick. They're all smart. And, mm -hmm. uh, just, just really great watches. Um, a great show. Um, I hope we did it some justice. Difficult Podcasters <laughs> is the name of our show. And Difficult People is a series we're going to recap uh, all three seasons and maybe more, maybe a little more, Kelly. Maybe. You know, maybe. maybe we got, maybe we got that viridianroad.com merch or something. I don't know. We're going to talk about <laughs> yes. it, baby. Throw me a Venmo. And, and speaking of, we have got to we've got to talk about our quote of the uh, quote of the week. Okay, the month, I will quote, blast off quote of the show. <laughs> I'm gonna blast off first, and I this was a, a rewatch, you know, many many times in the making, but I I did like, and it's early. I like when she says, uh, she's you know what I liked about it. I liked it because she was talking about recaps, which by the way, in 2015, people were doing recaps, but like the world has only went to recaps further and further and further, you know, difficult people, the series on Hulu had a whole podcast episode. So all this stuff, they were very early to the party, which is one of the things I love about this show. So the fact that Julie trying to make her comedy dreams happen and she is a recapper, I'm like, okay, yet another reason to like feel relatable to the, to the material. Um, so when she says, uh, gosh, I'm so funny when I write mean things about uh, when I write mean things about TV shows. How come when no How come no one's ever uh, hired me to write for one? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's my favorite. She's, she's, she's that's like, a good she, one. Yeah, she's like I can. She's like, oh yeah, because uh, he he liked it too. He's like, oh your your housewives uh, recap was hilarious, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm good at. Like being mean to people, I am good at that, you know. <laughs> So, uh, well, and that plays right into my favorite quote, because I think my favorite quote comes literally right after she says that his response is because our lives are garbage and it's the world's fault. It's the world's fault. It's, <laughs> it's world's not fault. our fault. It's the world's fault. And I feel like, you know, in 2021, that's still very relatable. Yes. I just went through a Texas winter storm. You know, mm. Texas tried to kill me a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. With oh, no. Death. So, you know, oh, no. It's not my fault. It's the world's fault. <laughs> not the weather and the blackouts being a situation at hand. <laughs> I, mean, I guess difficult on. people doesn't ever go away. <laughs> 
if you're watching no, the show. It's relatable forever. But um, yes, um, the viridianroad.com is um, powering our little show today. And we are going to be doing a fun thing where we're going to take these quotes and hopefully do some giveaways every so many episodes or so. So make sure you tune in oh. for that to watch out for your chance to win some fun we're stuff. We're doing that. We have a staff already. Okay, well, powered yes, by viridianroad.com goes a long way. Hello, 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 hello. Um, I, I will say yes, uh, viridianroad.com, check them out. And also randomlyronniejr.com uh, is where all of my podcast uh, playlists and, and series are going to be housed, let's say. And um, it's great because Kelly and I have known each other since 2003 in radio and have been through different facets of our lives, you know, be it LA, be it you in Austin, be it me in New York. And yet we get to come back to this and I like this. So let's get busy for sure. Me too. I'm super excited to continue. We've got 28 fun filled episodes. You know, we got one down 27 to go. Let's see how much trouble we can get ourselves into before we're done. <laughs> <laughs> trouble meaning cute and sexy, right? Um, any of last course. words for you, um, Kelly? Uh, no, I just, I'm super excited about this. Definitely, you know, want everybody to check out BrittanRow.com and also randomlyronniejr.com. See everything that we're doing and, you know, any comments or questions or even like your favorite quotes from the episode yeah. and things that kind of stand out. Definitely, you Way know, in. hit us up on all the social channels, our Instagram, Twitter, all of that good stuff. So all of that will be available. Those to are, you. yes, those are our main places to communicate Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> and, you know, here's another thing. Um, I thought the show was short lived you know three seasons is great but uh you know i would like us to do this and maybe we could pitch out a a reboot of sorts because you know in a couple I mean, of years i mean now is definitely the time difficult people were so early to the game now everyone literally is actually difficult people so what, do, what did you what did you know and you know the spirit of the show and i just want to mention this too the spirit of the show is just like you ever love when you um get uh that, that sense of like a Joan Rivers comedy special? Like I felt like this show mm -hmm. had that too. Um, and when Joan Rivers sadly passed away, I felt like sometimes when things would go on on Twitter and all the mess that thing has been, yeah. I was I literally would tell myself, I wish Joan, not that this makes it better, but I was like, I wonder how Joan would make humor of this dark of situation. Yeah, and that is another thing that I felt with difficult people. I was always like, dang, this would have been a perfect time to have them create some humor out of just kind of some mess, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe we'll be uh, behind uh, finding a way to get a reboot and talking with I cast, mean, maybe it's kind of creators, right now, writers yeah. and stuff of that nature. Um, all right. Mm -hmm. That is the show. Kelly Oliski, uh, Randomly Ronnie Jr. of readingroad.com, uh, Difficult Podcasters. Episode one is in the bank. The bank? The bank? Is it in the bank? Back the bank. It's banked. It's done. We're good. I should say bye. <laughs> bye, bitch. That's what I should say. Ronnie, goodbye. <laughs> bye.